Love Talk Radio.
Good evening, citizens of Earth. Welcome, humans. I merely tell you that the future of your planet is at stake. We have to ask you to try to stay calm, and it's important for everyone not to panic. I am authorized to assure you that so far there is no reasonable cause for alarm. We We work for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency. Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. We are the men in black. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. It's awesome, baby! This December of 2012 marks the most exciting event in our human history. It will be a time of true alignment, not only within the cosmos, but within us as well. What better way to straighten yourself out than by going on a seven-day holiday getaway to enchanting St. Lucia? Oh yes, paradise is waiting for you. Close your eyes. Imagine yourself enveloped in warm tropical breezes, listening to the crystal clear ocean rushing upon the shores of black and white sand beaches. Can you see it? Well, one need not imagine any further. Personal chauffeurs are at your beck and call to whisk you away, and it's only a five-minute drive to the beach. Experience the La Sofrier, the world's only drive-through volcano. Bathe in natural mineral baths, and emerge anew. Play under a waterfall and then go and relax at Marigold Bay. Currently accepting seven-day reservations for the weeks of December 1st through December 19th. Relish in a seven-day, six-night stay at the recently renovated luscious Mango Villa. Villas are equipped with standard amenities. Travelers may depart from New York, Philadelphia, or Newark, New Jersey airports on JetBlue or American Airlines. For the low price of $1,170 for individuals or $1,980 for couples, airfare is included. This clear water paradise is closer than you think. For reservations, please call 201-598-9426 or log on to bestcaribrentals.com for additional information. That's B-E-S-T. C-A-R-I-B-R-E-N-T-A-L-S dot com. Experience the magic of St. Lucia and transform yourself. This is a dream come true. Coach Kair, you are now rocking with the best. This is Original Nature Radio. And tonight, like every Thursday at 8 o'clock, this is the Tower of Tantra. Not ordinary broadcast. This is a galactical broadcast. This is not a lecture. This is not a lesson. This is a galactical expression of love, energy, and power. Give yourself a hand for being in the place tonight. Yeah, Coach Kai's been a lot of moving around lately. 
Uh, Master Yao's been doing a lot of moving around lately. Last week, we only did a 30-minute show. 30 minutes just to say we apologize, and well over a 1,000 people downloaded the show. So for me, I can say, daggone, cut it down to 30 minutes, and y'all still came and showed us love like that? This is a dream come true. It's awesome, baby. Nothing like the best, man. I really appreciate all of y'all. But tonight, we're going to really get back into adding some champagne to your campaign. Catch all the heat on what's been going on, some recent events as of late, and um, how you can get in contact with us and get on with the Dream Team, man. You know, be inclined to get in line. So, without further ado, let me bring in my co-hosts with the Moses and our Too Sweet to Be Sour author, Tantra Master, just all around Renaissance man, extraordinaire, world traveler. I mean, the list goes on and on. Y'all know who it is. My man, Y'all Morris. What's going on, Y'all? What's up, what's up, what's up? How's it going tonight? Man, all is well, all is well. Everything is, you know, lined up fine and dandy. I just got in some commentary meal prepared, you know what I'm saying, by uh, is it One Destiny Publishing? Is that yeah. Yes, yes, One Destiny Publishing. If you want to get your book published 30 days or less, you need to holler at One Destiny Publishing. But in the kitchen, oh God, you know, it's just, it's, it's just bananas. So I'm over here. My sexual energy is high. I got the right uh, wellness food on my stomach. I had some uh, tonight with some green peppers, some asparagus, and some nice tender turkey breast with some barbecue sauce and onions. Woo! And some fresh French bread. <sighs> yeah, yeah. That's that's the tantric lifestyle there, brother. Well, you're making me hungry up here. Um, but I just, uh, I want to just say this week I had some, uh, events that just kind of surprised me a little bit. And these events are that the people under 25, I mean, human people, your brothers and sisters uh, of all races, I'm surprised to to just have been asking people all week, just mentioning Tantra, the word Tantra, and discovering how many people still have never even heard of the word. It's um, it's amazing to me how many people still don't even know about the concept of Tantra. When I'm looking at the people who have uh, discovered Tantra and how much change it's made in their lives. It's still surprising to me how much, um, how many people there are out there that we don't contact or we don't come in contact with or how separate the Tantra community is or seems to be from the rest of the community. And the dilemma that um, so many people seem to have is that they get it that that they learn about tantra, and then they get into a relationship with someone, 
who doesn't, then what you do? What's next? What's the dynamics of that? So I I wanted to start off just to mention that to you and uh, hoping that people will call in. I mean, that's not my main topic tonight, but I would like for people to call in and just tell me their experiences with relationships where one partner is Tantra, the other partner is not, and how that went, how that went for you. Remember, the call-in number is 347-205-9089. So I wanted to just hit them off with that, first of all, Coach Kai, Coach K, and just see if anybody out there got some words for us or some experiences for us. Because I, I just thought I did an experiment this week to just throw that out there and just ask people that I was meeting at the coffee shop, at Walmart, at whatever, wherever I was going, just to go up to people and say, hey, what do you know about Tantra? And look at the expression on their faces. Uh, actually, out of all the people that I spoke to, no one even knew what the word meant. Wow. Wait a minute. Do you think, now you know really, I, I did um, a temporary relocation for a project down here in Atlanta. I'll be down here for the next six weeks. Do you think if I tried that down there, what what kind of results do you think I would get down here on the streets of ATL? I think you're you're going to find about the same thing. Uh, the last time I was in Atlanta, it did not seem that uh, people were really really uh, on the, on the cutting edge like that. Not when it came to sexual subjects. Mm. I don't I don't think so. Wait a minute. This is the home of the this is the home of the um Georgia Peach and all the booty clubs and the strip clubs. <laughs> well, I you know, I'm not gonna say that um Atlanta is not one of my favorite places. It it is. Uh, <laughs> I like I like the booty clubs. <laughs> but it Atlanta's got some really um attractive women of all races, and I say that because uh, when I come up to them, and and, and, and and the men are friendly, although I'm not going to comment on that, <laughs> but, the, but the women are just very, very friendly. I mean, you know, uh, I went up to a woman and asked her how to get to the subway, and she not only told me how to get there, she walked me halfway until she could visually see the sign, and she pointed it to me to make sure that I found it. That hadn't happened to me in a long time. I, I'm i thinking in New York, if I ask somebody where was the suffering, <laughs> they might haul off and hit, hit you or something. But, um, yeah, but I don't, I, when I had the class down there, I was struck at the dilemma that most of the people in the class were in because when I talked about finding a partner to do table work on, they kind of looked at me like I had two heads, as if to say, I don't know if we want to really tell anybody we're into this. <laughs> so I don't think Atlanta's more advanced in that regard. No, I don't. Well, I want to, um, well, this is, here's, a, here's an interesting subject right here. Let's, because um, I still want to hear about what went on in Dallas. I know we just had a, a grand trying class down in Dallas, and you just had um, like almost finished 
your first level two Grand Shrine class, and me and millions of listeners around the world want to know, you know, a progress report and what's going on with that. So, um, so right, but before I ask that, I want to, I want to put my two cents in about. I really feel there's a lot of shame still surrounding the areas of uh, sexual expression in America, in, in America um, due to uh, bad programming, um, historical, you know, um, down-looking on the particular subject, as well as the particular religions that we look at. But with all that being said, what about some of the, some of the people who are open? Um, I have... Um, Lately, noticed that some people who are involved in swinging as a lifestyle are more open-minded to the subjects of tantra. What do you have to say about that? Let me take it one at a time. First thing, the uh, Houston class. I'm hoping some of them will call in tonight, but uh, it was exceptionally good. I will say that uh, we touched on two things in the Houston class more than we have in the past, and that is what to do when there are negative experiences that occur on the table. In other words, uh, we, we had several incidents where people had very powerful uh, revelations on the table, one male and two females, where they you know, in the, in the process of receiving pleasure on the table, they went into a negative trance. In other words, they 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 lost touch with the with their they lost awareness of what was happening around them, and begin to re-experience something that happened in the past. And this something that happened in the past was negative. In other words, uh, there was something awful that happened to them that they had forgotten which now is blocking them from achieving the thing that they say they want to achieve. <coughs> you know, based, I, I'm, I'm, I'm moving away from the actual class now and using a for instance to demonstrate. Let's just say a man says, I want to be more in touch with my feelings and I want to be more open to the women I relate to. And that's what I'm trying to achieve in this class. Then he goes on the table, and at first he's experiencing pleasure, and then the next thing that happens is he starts to have an experience he wasn't expecting to have. And then he comes to me after the table work. The, the, the female who was working on him comes to me, and the male comes to me and says, this is my experience, and, and why, why did this happen to me? And uh, my reaction to those three people was that this was a revealing experience to indicate to them why they're having so much trouble uh, opening up to the opposite sex. And that while the overall experience was negative, I I don't look at it as a negative thing because it's like, uh, you, you know, it, it should be helping you to really see what's really going on. You know what I'm saying? If it, if it goes back and it shows something that happened when you were six, and it was traumatic for you, and you block that memory, then uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing because now you know. 
and you can you can try to focus on that. And you can get past the pain easier now because when you were six, when something happens to you bad, you know, that's that, that's hard to deal with because you don't have the power to, to overcome it. You're dependent on your parents to protect you. you and you don't know if people are going to understand if, if the babysitter did something to you. You don't know if your parents are going to be understanding of that or not. You're six years old. You're like, what do I, can I, should I tell my parents? Am I going to get into trouble? And so you're not mature. But when you're 32 and this happens to you and you relive it, you are mature now and you know it wasn't your fault. And therefore, there's no, no need for me to continue to feel ashamed and afraid about this incident and I can get past it. The other thing that happened was um, what is happening now in the Houston class and also in the Level 2 class, and that is the concept of a sexual grid. In other words, um, where you get four or five people in the class who had similar experiences or having similar experiences, and now their energy connects even when they're out of class. They just have this connection that sets up because their energy is similar. And case in point, um, uh, well, I can't really talk about that, but uh, a, a, a different case in point, I can talk about that, is a situation where women who are non-orgasmic all start becoming orgasmic at the same time. When I say the same time, the same evening. And they weren't in class. They weren't They weren't having this experience in class. They had a series of experiences that we do in level two involving the kidney meridian. And as they cleared the kidney meridian, the obstacle, the fear that they had that was blocking them from a full a full experience of pleasure released. And as a consequence of that, they all begin to have uh, pleasure, heightened pleasure at the same night. And one woman experienced this having sex with a man. And at the same time that this was happening to her, the other three women became orgasmic. They weren't doing anything. There was no man involved. They're just walking around, and all of a sudden, bam, the energy hit them. So those are two of the things that uh, 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 that I've been working with this week, this, this concept of a grid and how it sets up. And the other concept that we've been, been dealing with in the class very strongly in the last two weeks is this concept of negative experiences that flash back when you're doing table work and the, and the, and the repercussions of that and why this occurs. So, uh, now, uh, I, I didn't answer your primary question because I created a lot more questions on the way to answering your primary question. So I'm going to turn it back over to you, Coach K, so you'll get a chance to restate your primary question to make sure that I answer it uh, accurately. Oh well, you took care of you took care of giving, of giving me the update. You did a you did a great job. Like you said, you in order of the questions I gave you, which was um, the prog the the progress report of what's going on in um, in these two particular venues, level one and level uh, level two. I want to applaud you for even in the face of. Even in the face of sometimes having so many mixed energies and so many backgrounds and so
so many people bringing so many different um, energies into the class, you have been undaunted in moving forward and are determined to bring what I call now the chosen few, and they choose themselves. You know, choosing they choose themselves to bring them to levels of familiarity with certain information and certain tools, techniques that will give them liberation, regardless of who or what the particular um, things that are going on. So I want to just pause right quick and just, you know what I'm saying, give you a big shout out. Because sometimes you can really get frustrated when you visualize, and, and, and we've talked offline about what your particular visions and dreams are for this class, for Tantra, for healing people across the world using the Grand Time System. And um, I think that in the face of the things, you know, um, classes when it should be 50 to 100 people per class, you know, you still have, uh, you know, 15, you know, 15 20 uh, strong members coming in, but we should be seeing thousands of people line up around the block like it was a Harry Potter or a, um, or what's my boy's name, a Tyler Perry movie. You know, people are coming out for those with, uh, to be entertained, and now there's a methodology of getting some real healing done, they're still a little reluctant, you know, and, and maybe like you said, because they haven't heard of Tantra, um, and it hasn't been explained to properly. So um, I think you're doing, you know, one hell of a job, and you know, keep on keeping on. But there was a group that I, I mean, everybody knows, you know, about swingers. You know, um, they're they're just as misunderstood as a lot of people who practice Tantra. But I was talking to a person today who is in that community, and I would say they were very familiar with the word Tantra, but were still a little in the fog of, you know, the you know the actual ins and outs, but were very interested, said they were going to be getting back in contact with me, more information concerning the Tantric lifestyle. But why would you think that... Um, or can you see a correlation between a group of people who are already practicing from a non-ashamed level of sexuality would be more up on Tantra than people who practice a lot of closet sexuality? Um, it's, it's amazing that um, I do see I do see a level of receptiveness to Tantra from the so the quote swinger crowd or or the people who are let's say somewhat liberated from normal sexual morals and who are more uh <clears throat> I'm not saying it's good or bad, but people who are more uh sexually open to new ideas. So I do see that. And I do see that in the so-called spiritual community, there are a certain type of hang-up that we seem to have about receiving pleasure. <clears throat> I used to think, or oh, maybe maybe the situation has changed, 
But I used to think 15 years ago that men, men of all races, did not have that problem so much. And that the main problem was with women, females, who had a lot of trouble receiving pleasure in a traditional patriarchal or matriarchal environment who, who, who came up in a traditional family model. But now, uh, as a consequence of, you know, religion, uh, family values, uh, political values, uh, social uh, viewpoint, they have trouble receiving pleasure, and they have they 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 have a, a strong association of sex to things other than pleasure. They associate sex with pain. They associate sex with family. They associate sex with uh, political power. In other words, uh, when you talk about pleasure, connect. If you say, if you ask them accurately, what is the first word that you associate with sex? What is the first feeling or thought? And they listed ten. Pleasure might be down there four or five, not at the top of the list. And when you get to number four or five, it may not be a strong component. So that, um, but now, I believe the same thing exists for men. In spite of the, the epidemic in pornography and all this other stuff that's going on now, I don't think that men are... Either, either I just was not aware of it before, but it's no doubt that they are very closed off to sexual pleasure. In other words, uh, receiving sexual pleasure from a traditional relationship is not something that's high on their agenda. In other words, it's not that they don't want it. They're just not open to it like they used to be because of divorce, baby mama drama, or... Uh, dysfunction issues like erectile issues, and a lot of times these erectile issues come about as a consequence of health issues, such as diabetes, high blood pressure, kidney issues. So definitely with the tantric community, you do see that they start to confront these things whether they want to or not. It's like, okay, I'm starting to learn how to break through these things these barriers and achieve higher levels of pleasure. And so then what happens? The next thing that happens is I'm confronted with my counterfeit personality. I'm confronted with why I had the problem in the first place. I'm confronted with the fact that, yes, uh, now that I'm able to give pleasure to women greater, I'm now confronting the fact that they want to be close to me. They want to get into my heart, and I don't want to let them are women who discover, okay, I'm past my orgasmic problem, my dysfunction. I'm able to have vaginal <laughs> orgasms now relatively easily. But then I'm confronted with, you know, I, I, I don't really want to be close to men like that. I mean, I want, the, I want that, but then I don't want it. So it, it's quite a dilemma that we find ourselves in, and that is, that Tantra exposes some of the true uh, underlying issues in our society where, on the one hand, 
we look out and see that everybody's talking about sex and sex appeal. All you got to do is walk into any grocery store, look at the magazines, and eight out of ten have some sexual context on the cover. Uh, they basically are looking at men or women as a you know in some type of sexual like, and they're basically showing off the sexual appeal of some star or some person. And, you know, it's put out there like, okay, this is the model. This is the icon. And, you know, you go to any strip club, you go on, on some of these, you know, prolific uh, pornographic sites, and it would appear that, you know, everybody's trying to get, get it in. And then when you confront people in an intimate situation, I mean, uh, a group situation where you get to know them personally, then you're discovering we all walk into the classroom with this concept that we want Tantra. We want this expanded sexual consciousness. And when it shows up, we're not ready to accept it. So that's a long answer, I know. But uh, that's what I'm seeing. Oh, no. That's, 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 pretty, that's pretty much on point. I see um, some people joining the call tonight. Um, if anybody does want to have some comments, questions, or feedback um, about the matter, what we're talking about tonight, um, and if you got some views on the subject of why people may still be closed-minded or can't figure out why um, why people aren't as open to Tantra or don't know about it, please give us a call tonight, 347-205-9089. Um, and this is one, make sure you turn the speakers I'm going to be checking back and forth in the chat room. And if you have any other comments, I think uh, we'll also be checking on the International Grand Triangle Program group that we have on Facebook. Please join the group if you are not already a member um, to stay updated on latest events, announcements, as well as, you know, just regular good old conversation between people who are serious about the subject. Let me go to our call lines tonight. Call from the nine one six nine five five. Your microphone is open. Can I get your name and where you call us from, please? Nine one six. Hello. Hey, you say nine one six? Nine one six nine five five. Hey, hey, can you hear me? Yeah, you might be on speakerphone or you got your window down or you're on Bluetooth, but you got a lot of background noise and barely hear you. Yeah, it's the air. I didn't mean to pick one on the uh, high air, but uh, good looking out calling on 916. This is Kyle. I'm calling from California. Just digging what you guys speaking on. I'm listening. All right, all right, all right. I appreciate you for calling in tonight. What's the feeling? Yeah. What's the feeling and the tempo? and the gauge out there in California about the subject of Tantra. You say talking about Tantra? <laughs> These days of time? Is that what you say? I mean, well, I'm on the West Coast. Oh, man. Ain't nobody want to talk about the real things, right? I got to dial into y'all to hear you talk about it, you know? But, yeah, it, it, it's, it's really, you know, the conversation is real, it's real thin out here and stuff. So, yeah. Just to get the feeling on, uh, you know, I tune in to you and, uh, you know, Naughty, you know, so, hey. Well, 
We appreciate you for checking in with us tonight. Thanks a lot, you know what I'm saying, for giving us your energy. And uh, we can pick up on this thing and move the conversation along a little bit, all right? All right, all right. I'm here. All right, peace. All right, peace. Well, y'all, it seems like uh, your mission is getting even bigger, you know, day by day. Um, as far as, you know, getting this information out there, and not just getting the information, but uh, really educating the people who want to be involved in connecting what people say they want and actually, you know, people moving and, and, and doing the physical work. It's true that there is quite a disparity. and uh, But having said that, I should acknowledge that it is improving, and I, I must acknowledge that, that uh, compared to what it was 20 years ago, things are a lot, a lot better. Compared to where uh, things were 10 years ago, they are an improvement over where they were 20 years ago. Compared to five years ago, they're an improvement over where they were 10 years ago. And And this year, I'm finding that overall, uh, attitudes are better than they were, you know, um, just a couple of years ago. So it, it it is shifting and swinging. And we got the people who are really out on the boundary, out on the front line, the first wave, you know, on the, uh, the, the, the prow of that boat is cleaving through the water, creating waves around it, eddy currents. And as they cleave through society moving forward with Tantra, you know, they're leaving a lot of stuff in their wake. And so those people who are on the cutting edge of it, there is a dichotomy where, okay, all of a sudden they make this great discovery. Okay. Then the next question is, now, well, how do I deal with all the people who still don't know about Tantra or who know a little bit about it but not, you know, haven't really started practicing yet? How do I, what do I do with that? And uh, this is a question that's coming up quite a bit. So my my response to that is we need uh, we need to be more honest about sex and where we are with sex. Uh, we've gotten used to the down low attitude. We've gotten used to talking about sex on Oprah, you know, and Dr. Phil and. Uh, you know, uh, what's that guy? <laughs> um, uh, dang, I can't even think of his name. Um, that's got the reality show. Oh, Jerry Springer. <laughs> you know, wow. we got we gotten used to that kind of. Uh, they, they got the program Cheaters. You ever seen that, Coach Coach K? <clears throat> you ever seen that show? Yeah, I try to avoid it, but I have seen. <laughs> They got the cameras running around following people as they're they're discovering their mate cheating and all this kind of stuff like that. I mean, it's crazy. We got websites where people can go on and track your cell phone. And so people are signing up like crazy to these things and buying into this type of, uh, I want to know where my, my, my boyfriend is or where my, I just met the guy. You know, we're not in a committed relationship yet. But I want to find out where he's where his cell phone is, and I want to spy on. Him. 
I want to put stuff on people's computers to track, you know, what they're doing on their email accounts. So a lot of people are buying into this. At the same time, they're not open and honest about their relationships and how they feel. And I think in, in this type of an environment, if you don't fight back, if you don't stand up straight, then you're in for a disappointment. The outcomes are never good. Mm. When I encounter people who don't know about Tantra and they first hear about Tantra, I think they have this feeling that this sounds too good to be true. There's got to be a catch. And therefore, I don't know that I believe these people because everybody else out here, when it comes to sex, that's that's a negative undertone. You know, you 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 find out a lot of people are commercial when it comes to sex. You know, it's about the money, or it's this whole thing that I can only get good sex once I get into the marriage or I get into a committed relationship. That's the only avenue for me to achieve it. But then you get into a committed relationship, you get into a marriage, and you still don't get good sex. And it's like this disappointment level of, okay, I don't believe you because every time I started to, I was trying to fulfill my sexual dreams in the past, it just never came true. So now you're you're talking about this whole tantra piece, and you're making a promise that you can't fulfill. You're writing a check you can't cash. Now, this is what we're up against. This is where we are. You know, it's it's just a a normal thing. It's now the norm for people to live this down-low lifestyle. And I'm not talking just about bisexuality and stuff like that. I'm talking about a lifestyle where it's accepted now that you're not honest about your sexual life, that you're not, there's no full disclosure. It's okay, you know, to... To be have, to have these uh, subdomains going on, these uh, themes, these um, secret themes, sexual themes in your life that you don't come clean about, <clears throat> that you don't tell your main partner about, that your family doesn't know about, <clears throat> and on the outside you're saying my sexual life is this, but it's a, just a facade, you know, behind closed doors. Your sexual life is something altogether different. And you believe that this has no consequence, that it's okay to do this, that it's all right for us to have this double sexual life. Now, I'm guilty, or I used to be guilty of this too. Before Amamara, before I did the Amamara project, I led a sexual double life. Uh, I never told my girlfriends about what I knew about Tantra or about my uh, activities, you know, in search of spiritual enlightenment. You know, I was like, okay, this is my own private affair, and they don't need to know. It's like, you know, like in the government, you're on a need-to-know basis. (laughs) And most of the times they feel you don't need to know because they don't want you to know. So I I, I wasn't telling my, my female people that I'd met, you know, Unless I've been with them like a year or something like that, 
and I really, really trusted them a lot and felt that they wouldn't laugh at me or this, that, and the other. I'm like, hey, I'm, I ain't telling a half of nothing. And I felt that that was okay. And, you know, I got called on the carpet for it uh, as I was moving forward and toward enlightenment. And basically you told, you know, that's bogus, man. You can't be, you can't be trying to achieve your original self and you won't tell people what you're really, really doing. And so I had to kind of let that go. Very painful to do. Um, and I just feel most people haven't done that. They're they're not they're not brave enough. They can't stand up straight enough to live honestly and sincerely their true sexual self. What do you think about that, Coach Case? I'm just over here thinking about um, the component that I think that's really missing is the love faculty. People are still housing their hearts and not wanting to take risk. You know, they want to come in on the safe side of Tantra. Just today I was getting ready to post on Facebook, the R in relationships is for risk. Relationships are for risk takers. So Tantra, because in a relationship there's a chance you're going to be in love. You want to be in love. Well, Tantra is no difference. Tantra is relationships on steroids. So how do you think you're going to take a relationship and put it on steroids and the love faculties not be there? You know, and I think um, people have went through so many um, past hurts. They do not have the mechanisms like, EFT or emotional freedom technique to get past past experiences and overcome uh, counterfeit personalities, that the whole love essence is being suppressed. And I really think that that may be, you know, people want to talk about sex, but they don't want to talk about love. And to me, that particular emotional content, especially for the women who are uh, leading the pack in coming towards Tantra, they may not be communicating in hey, I want love. You know, some say, well, I just want to be healed. I just want to have, you know, I just want X, Y, Z. The brothers have been in past relationships, and women have told them things up front. And then six months or six years or 16 years down the line, another shoe is dropped. But I wouldn't say 16 years. I may say six days or six weeks. But she says, yeah, we just kicking it. we just having sex. We're just pleasuring each other. And this is a two-way street. And then um, all of a sudden somebody says to the other partner, say, well, you know, now I'm catching feelings for you. You know, I really, um, I'm ready to take this thing to another level. And I think that goes back to the beginning of the call tonight when you said you had been um, having conversations with people who were starting to practice and become more knowledgeable about Tantra, then get in a relationship with someone who doesn't know about Tantra, and they were either unable to communicate it or not immediately forthright in their Conversation. Um, what do you have to say about the component of love 
as it applies to tantra and relationships? Is it is it non-existent, or and it's just pleasure, or does love play a factor as well? And why aren't we talking about it? Well, personally, that's a difficult subject. I mean, the concept of love. I mean, that's just a very difficult subject, and it and it goes to a sensitive place that we have because most of us are not really empathetic to to people outside of our little close knit circle. We're not really empathetic with them. We're not really feeling. We're not really feeling them in our heart like that. We're not really. We're not really looking at the human family as one connected whole. It's basically dog eat dog. And um, you know, people have have gotten accustomed to this whole, you know, way of looking at things of just you know. To the strongest, to the winner goes the spoils, and I want to be a winner. And if I have to step over people and be mean in the name of that, I don't care who I cheat, how I rob, steal, and how I am dishonest. And in the name of, well, that's how that's just how people do. That's just how it is. It's okay. It's okay because that's just how it is. That's how the game is played. So when you're operating like that in, in your life, it's like the meter maid who runs around handing out tickets all day. And basically she spends her day giving out misery. And then she wonders why karmically it's so difficult for her to find someone who really um, 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 is really making her feel good she's attracting a lot of the energy of what she's doing in her job. And so basically when this happens, she's like, well, why why are men reacting to this me this way? And she wants to disconnect her job and the energy on her job from the energy in her relationship. She believes these two worlds are separate, and they're not. And if you try to tell her that, she doesn't want to hear that because she wants to keep her job and she wants a good sexual life at the same time. But you, you can't just separate the world like that. So when we talk about love, everybody talks about love, but, I don't, you know, very few people are really ready to to operate in that vibration. Very, very few. Because when you start talking about love, in order for you to love a man, if you're a woman and you want to love a man, the first thing you have to be capable of is love itself. And love is the opposite of a lot of the crap that we're doing out here and feeling out here. And if you have no compassion for people in general, it's going to be kind of difficult for you to break out of your overarching vibration and somehow or another rise up to this higher platform of love for one individual. Uh, am I making sense? Absolutely. So, I mean, if, if you know, this is the thing. We see so many women today, and over the years as a life coach, I've met so many women who operate, you know, with fibroids. And 
And then when they come in contact with me, it's like a, a rude awakening. Because then I say to them, you know, well, the main reason you have fibroids is your attitude toward men and sex and what happened to you in puberty. And you need to go through second puberty to start the process of ridding yourself of the fibroids. And that process begins by going back to a natural uh, alignment of how you relate to men, sexually and emotionally. And that's like slapping them, slapping them in the face. They're like, they're like, what do you mean? And then when you start, you know, everybody wants to think, I got fibroids because I'm unlucky. I got fibroids because of my diet. Or it's just some kind of social curse. Or they run in my family. And when you say, nope, there's a cause and effect, that's something that you did that caused that, then that's like, well, no, I don't, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to listen to that. I don't want to deal with that. When you tell, talk to men about, you know, impotence and the connection to their point of view toward women, their relationship to their mother, their relationship to feeling powerless in society, and that there's a connection between this whole feeling of impotence and a lack of connection to other men, especially your father, then men don't want to hear that. They're like, that, that's some other reason. It's my health issues. It's this, it's that. But, you know, when you start going into the root primary cause of it, you know, the fact that they're disconnected from other men, they're disconnected from their social power, they have money issues, and what's all and why, then it's like, well, no, 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 that can't be true, that can't be true, that can't be true. And we just don't hear that. So when you have people who are disconnected from, from society like that, disconnected from the opposite sex in general, you know, not really willing to be true and forthright about what's happening to them, what their sexual life involves, and we have a, a, a society of people who are okay with living a lie every day. A lie and love don't go together. Fear and love don't go together. Incompassion and love don't go together. Um, I mean, people are living a life every day, you know, 24 hours a day, that kills love in the way that they're dealing with people financially, um, in, in all respects. And then on the weekend, for a few moments, they want to experience love. Well, it just doesn't work like that. You can't be constantly killing love in your acts, in your cruel and unfeeling acts all week. And, and, and pulling society down with your vibration. And then on Friday night, you want to experience love with some beautiful woman or some beautiful man. It just doesn't work like that. Sorry to report it, but hmm. it just doesn't work like that. Oh, no. As my man, uh, as one of my other teachers used to say, you know, truth need no apology. So... I don't think that you have to uh, apologize to cats. Cats just need to realize that um, it's a new sheriff in town when it comes to when it comes to relationships and doing the whole, you know what I'm saying, not straddling the fence. And I think that's uh, 
what a lot of people do is they they immediately see the level of commitment to the practice and the exercise of Tantra, and that really runs them away. And I think um, I think that's kind of like where we're at right now. But like we always say, like the Marines, you know, few o'clock, many many hear about it, you know, but only but only a few show up. Because <laughs> I don't think nobody's calling them, but you know, I do look at the numbers, and I know somebody's listening. Somebody's listening to these shows, and I think they're trying to get the code to be broken. Um, and I'm just looking forward to as we move forward through this particular season. Um, because that's what each year is. Each year is just another season for us to grow. You've been at this um, at this journey yourself for quite a while, and now you're seeing some things come into fruition. And you know, it's just as we as we prepare the seed that we planted, there 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 will be some things coming to harvest. But sure, there are going to be some things people have to deal with, like you said, the negative experiences that happen on the table. A lot of that. I really suggest that many people get involved um, with EFT, the emotional freedom technique. You know, because the tantric energy is so so much like rocket fuel. So if you've been running on, you know, an electric battery, or you've been running on unleaded gas, you know, this is a whole different ball game. I know a lot of people coming in with their minds and saying, oh. I'm so ready. I know you've been practicing it for 10 years or 12 years, and y'all's been practicing it for 20 years, but I'm ready right now. Give me the shortcut. And um, well, that's one of the reasons why you don't take people right off the street and give them a level five grand trying class, right, y'all? Absolutely. 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 The level two class is it's proving a challenge for people who took level one just the level two class, and, and we're still at the elementary level at level two. So, uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're meeting the challenge, but it is a challenge. It's like, boom, they're, they're having to strive to, to reach the goal. It's not coming like just like candy, you know. It's, it, it, it requires effort. And it's good when you get there, but, you know, I mean, we, we had one week where, Half the class passed kidney stones and gallstones, you know, as 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 a way to to get rid of the toxic memories and get rid of the fears connected into that's held in our kidney, in our kidney meridian, you know, and the things that are blocking us from. I mean, we 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 we've gotten to a place where one or two people had to go back into past lifestyle to to root out why they're so afraid why they're having such a hard time expressing their sexual energy. And uh, it was not easy. It was not easy. So, yeah, absolutely. When, when, you, when uh, If you're really serious, if you're really serious about this thing, uh, it, can require, it can require something from you, that you pay a price, that you step up. But getting back to the... You know, my, uh, uh, and I guess we never really got to it, but uh, before um, I have, uh, I have to uh, make uh, resolutions to certain things tonight, 
I want to just speak on this one subject, and that is the level of impasse that I'm running into. Um, one of the things that uh, that I've been wanting to speak about for a while is the rise in empathic ability. Um, I want to ask you a question first, Dave. How often in the Tantra community are you running into people who appear to have some level of empathic ability? And and I'm just having, in, in the last two months, uh, just a series of... Um, appear to be coincidences, I guess, where that seems to be a large... Uh, there seems to be an attraction of people with empathic abilities to Tantra. Are you finding this to be true? Um, Tantra attracts people who have empathic abilities. Tantra, to me, is the only exercise on the planet that fully enhances people's empathic abilities. But the funniest part is they didn't know that they had them in... They didn't know that they had these abilities latent. And it's surprising the shit out of them. And it's like, oh, y'all, oh, Kair, guess what? And they're giving you all... And, but they're not using the word empath or psychic. They're just saying, oh, this coincidence, that's what happened in my life. But those are the two words that, that, that must be used, is the empath and the psychic. And they act like you gave it to them or I gave it to them or the Tantra gave it to them. That's like Christopher Columbus discovering America. He didn't discover it. It was already there. These abilities, I feel, and, and yes, I'm seeing it more and more and more. Um, with the people who are diligent with their practices and who are being attracted to Tantra, um, having all these um, synchronicity things that are happening. Kyrie's not uh, a believer. I'm not even a small believer of coincidences, but yes, people are seeing it more and more and more, and it's really, really, really shocking them. And I'm really pleased about it. You know, I've been practicing Tantra for almost 11 years now, and um, I was glad I was pre-warned, you know, that the practice of Tantra does enhance your psychic abilities, um, but not not to go around just reading minds or, you know, winning the lottery or things like that. But those can be benefits and side effects of it. But as always, the purpose is growth and everything else is the result. I think that... Uh what what I'm seeing is an untapped potential um, for females who have empathic abilities to have the ability to please their lover. I'll say it again. What I'm seeing is an untapped ability of females with empathic abilities have a heightened ability to please their male lovers. And what I'm seeing is males with an empathic ability having a heightened capacity to please their female lovers. 
and not tapping into it. And that indeed, as Tantra brings forth these talents, gifts, whatever you want to call them, of, of psychic or empathic abilities, to be able to sense what's going on with the other person, that many people are using it, as you say, to scan people, to read people, to gain foreknowledge or to get a feeling or to get, to get an edge, I guess is the best word. They're using it for an edge. I know what he's about. You don't even have to tell me. I know. And they don't give the person a chance. I can sense that she's up to no good. And they may have also sensed that she was up to good six times before that. But on that day that they sense she's no good, then they label her as no good completely. I, I can tell she's up to no good today. Therefore, she is no good. And I don't want anything to do with her because I'm feeling a bad vibe from her. But they felt her vibe six times before that, eight times before that, and there was not a negative vibe, and they were okay. And so they're assuming that the person has to have a positive vibe 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And that's just not the case. Then when they have the negative vibe, they start the backup. They, they do the Michael Jackson moonwalk backwards. So, uh, but rarely am I seeing them using that ability to please the, their, their opposite sex partner. And this is what it can be used for. Tantra will heighten it, no doubt. And then... As it begins to heighten it, we come back to the central question. Are you really trying to please your lover or are you simply trying to um, please yourself? And if you're not using your empathic ability to help your lover grow and reach bliss, then perhaps this is why it did not fully develop before you came to Tantra. What do you think about that? Say that last part again. Say that last part again. So if if you find yourself slightly empathic, male or female, and you've only been using your talents to try to, as radar, to read the opposite sex, and and be and and come up and flag them when there are negative feelings, and you never reward them for positive feelings, and you never try to use it to help you please them. And perhaps this is why your abilities were stunted, your empathic abilities were stunted before you came in contact with Contra. <sighs> I mean, that's so personal. That's so look. That's so personal. Um, so personal for me. I don't even know if I can say. Do I know somebody else? You know, I I know I know about me in that situation. So being able to go into a room and scope some things out, strictly for the purpose of you know some wham bam. Thank you, ma'am. And then not reward, and then later on, years later, 
after I, and for me, this this probably happened in 2002, 2003, um, when I started uh, seeing this particular pattern play out after I had picked up some, um, how do I say this, some more definition of skill. I had I, I came to a certain level um, from, from some things that Sonata had taught us, and I had the same bad habits with new toys. And uh, I guess on the high end, I did realize that I had empathic abilities. Um, I realized that I was having a lot more coincidental sex. It wasn't one night stands. It was coincidental sex. Like, I wouldn't be in the club 45 minutes, and it would be like, the type of attraction that I may be having with someone um, who did who had no idea what tantra was, we were leaving together, or we were you know what I'm saying making plans to be together you know in a few hours. That was on the high end, but the low end was the the low end from the disassociation disassociation of that was um, some real some real ugly karmatic issues and some effed up situations in my own life. Uh, following that, which is why I'm really big on trying to teach people the premise of being honest when you go into this and not coming at it from a uh, predator nature. You know, I've already done that, and and you can't and you can't win. You can't win like that. That's 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 real talk. That's real tantra talk. Right there, um, you know, <clears throat> I think that uh, before I realized that I had some level of empathic ability, uh, I was already using it to please women. Just that was just I had just a sixth sense that she's gonna like this, and I think. Uh, as a young man, I was somewhat afraid to to trust my hunches. I'm like, okay, um, maybe maybe I think she's gonna like this, but I was too afraid to try it because this is so strange. If she doesn't like it, she's gonna think I'm a freaky freaky for suggesting it in the first place, and therefore because I was somewhat conservative back in those days. You know, I was like, I just didn't go on the hunch. But as I grew older, more and more I trust my feelings. And therefore, I'm willing to, you know, step out of the box and go out on a limb and take a chance. Especially after I learned about the counterfeit personality I, I learned that many of the counterfeit personalities are also associated with a particular type of, shall we say, deviation from the sexual norm. And I don't mean deviation as in deviant, and I don't mean it as in negative. I simply mean that uh, a, a leaving a particular course and moving in a direction other than where there's so where the rest of society is moving. That's all I mean by that. To say it very simply, 
you have the five personality structures, schizoid, oral, psychopathic, masochistic, and the anal uh, personality structures. And these represent how, as a human being, we grow up outside of our DNA. We are not our complete DNA template. We're not our natal template. We're something else. We become something else. And when you measure the difference between what you were born to be and what you turned out to be, that difference is the counterfeit personality. And there are five basic categories, five basic uh, archetypes, if you will, of the counterfeit personality. The schizoid being, you know, you're afraid to manifest your full personality. Uh, The oral having to deal with, you know, abandonment and entitlement uh, because of things that happened to you in early youth. Psychopathic being uh, having an issue with control and the lack of control, how you respond and behave when you're not in control and and an excessive need to be in control of yourself and others. The masochistic having to do with, you know, uh, having been the victim and now uh, having a passive-aggressive stance to achieving your liberation or to having um, a particular way that you interact with the opposite sex that that is uh, underhanded and secret. In other words, an inability to come straight at what you need and what you can give and always having to do it with an underlying secrecy. And the anal uh, <clears throat> having another a platform where, uh, once again, you know, you're, you're focused too much on the exterior uh, forces and an inability to either recognize or work with the interior emotions, the more subliminal emotions, and the, the, the real things that's driving, you know, the partnership. So when we, when we look at the five counterfeit personality types or archetypes, there are different gradients or levels of, of, of you know, what's going on and why you develop this particular counterfeit personality. In other words, why you, you left your original self and headed in a particular direction away from it. And as you get further and further away from the original self, you get further and further away from the original ability to be pleased. And and so each of the five counterfeit personalities has certain tendencies that in general tend to be true in how they like to achieve um, sexual satisfaction. And these are these are things that we, we we teach in the classes at some level. We don't necessarily talk about that in public, but uh, because we don't want to stigmatize people. But it, it becomes clear to me that when people can't get sex the normal way, then they tend to find alternate pathways. So uh, when we look at the the, the you know um, the rise in certain forms of sexual activity, what's at the heart of that, and which counterfeit personalities are driving that the most? We come back to this whole piece that we're talking about here of, you know, an inability of people to live honestly, to say, this is what I really want. And then 
when we're capable of giving them what they really want, we don't. At the moment of truth, when we're able, we know, we know inside, we know intuitively, this is what that woman wants. And instead of using our empathic abilities to then set up the stage and get the rose petals together and get ready to put her in the bath and, you know, do something that she she secretly desires but is afraid to ask for, we use this as a tool to, you know, enslave them, to make them work, to make them, um, um, uh, you know, we, we, we use it as a way to criticize them. Well, you are into that. I'm not into that. I know you want to, I know you want anal sex, so I'm not going to give it to you. You know, and maybe, you know, you've had anal sex before and you liked it. But because you know the woman's into that, you're not going to do it for her until she gives in to your demands because you're psychopathic. And you're like, yeah, I know you want that. I'm not going to do it for you because I'm psychopathic and I need to be in control and you're not letting me be in control. Therefore, I'm not going to give you what you want. So we come back to this whole, uh, you know, we come back to this whole place of uh, level of dishonesty. We talked about love earlier. And I rarely talk about love on these shows or in the classes because I feel that my comments would be too harsh. Oh, no, let it out. No, I don't want to just let it out because it's much too hurtful for people. I want people to cling to their, even if it's just an illusion of love, it's better that they have this illusion of love or, or this, I don't want people to lose their hope. I don't want them to lose their their striving to be loved. It is such a fundamental human need. And I think that uh, at the end of the day, I want people to continue to want love and to want to give love. Therefore, I'm reluctant to, you know, to put out what little fire remains. I don't want to pour water on that. I want to add fuel to that so that the fire can build and they can strive even stronger to try to achieve love. But the reality of what's down on the ground, when we're down on the battlefield, looking at the front lines and the, the fighting back and forth, you know, most people during the week are doing everything they can to destroy love. Perhaps not intentionally, but I think there is a level of intent to it. And therefore, when we're doing all of these things to destroy love uh, in the way that we we invalidate people, we talk on one, we devoted an entire show to the table of validation. And, and above the table of validation, of course, we have all the good stuff that people as humans must have. It's not an option. We must have these things. And if we don't get them, we don't do well. And so the table of validation talks about <clears throat> seven critical aspects of what we need as humans to be normal and natural 
and to develop naturally a natural sexual energy. Acknowledgement, acceptance, approval, affection, appreciation, admiration, and adoration. So these seven things, and the higher up the scale you go, the more they empower the person to be sexually powerful. So acknowledgement is like the basement. That's the first floor. That's the bottom. That's the minimum that you need as a human being to have to have your sexual energy intact. You need to at least be acknowledged by people. And so I, I imagine that during times of slavery, rather in the past with, with African Americans or currently in some uh, African countries or some Asian countries or certain European you know, uh, communist bloc countries, there's still a, a level of slavery going on. Maybe not in the way that we understand it, but there is. And and when when you when you treat a person that way, when they're sold or their services are sold, there's a le- there's a lack of acknowledgement of them as a human. <clears throat> and when when you're at that place, you're really taking away a fundamental part of their sexual being. Uh, the next level up is acceptance. You basically say, you know, you walk into the club and the females look at you as if you don't belong there and they won't dance with you. Then there's a the lack of acceptance. And you leave that night feeling like they've taken a piece away from you. And so, you know, you walk into the coffee shop in your business suit as a man and the woman behind the counter, a little overweight, maybe not having her best day, she doesn't have a high level of self-esteem because she's working at Dunkin' Donuts. And you treat her as if she's, you know, a throwaway person. You demand your coffee, look at her as if, you know, she's beneath you, and then she tries to do something to make your day better, and you don't accept it. You just kind of ignore her, take your change, and walk off. And you leave her feeling as if she's not accepted. And you keep going up this 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 table of uh, validation to approval, appreciation, affection, admiration, adoration. And of course, when you get to the point of adoration, if people are getting a significant amount of adoration, you know, in their life on a regular basis, they're going to have a lot of sexual power. Then, of course, the bottom side of the chart is disregard, rejection, disrespect, disapproval, hatred, to be maligned, and and maligned also is belittled. And, And this is one of the worst things that you can do to a person, to belittle them, to malign them. And, of course, at the bottom of it is revulsion. And these these acts invalidate a person. And if they receive enough of these seven toxic environments, then they will they will, you know, become sexually impotent and eventually just kind of fade away. And of course, as people do this, they take a part of you with them. So when you look at a society that's investing so much energy in the bottom half of this table of validation and disregard, rejection, disrespect, disapproval, hatred, maligning and belittling people, and revulsion, 
when you've got a society, when you've got a whole system of music, you know, uh, you really a very popular form of music that's dedicated to the bottom side of this chart, then, you know, when you've got the media so invested in the bottom side of this chart with shows like, you know, Jersey Shore and, and Housewives of This and That, where, you know, the basic agenda is, you know, to hell with your neighbors and try to outdo them at all costs. You're investing so much in invalidating people, then, well, and then you're trying to find love on the weekend. I'm afraid that's not going to work. You're not going to get there from here. You can't get there from that place. In the in an environment where you're constantly putting out invalidation, where you're constantly, when you're all dressed up and got your nice little elegant robes on, you're constantly... Uh, making men feel unworthy of you. When you're constantly a man walking around, you know, driving uh, your, you know, Bentley, and you treat, you come in contact with women, and you you won't accept them, even to speak to them. You don't even want to go to places where they can talk to you, and you don't show, uh, you don't validate people, and then you're trying to find love on the weekend not going to work. So I'm having uh, some issues here, and before uh, they progress any further, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to probably, uh, I think we probably should take some callers and and pull the conversation, uh, you know, to our close. Okay. You know that's right. I'm checking on a... Um I'm checking on the chat room here. Um, big shout out to all of my guests tonight. Uh Sasha Thomas, Mr. Amatic, Leslie T, Otto uh I Connect, uh, Mr. Make It Happen, um, Cancer O, Misha, Michelle Mitchell, Nev Maat Ra, everybody who tunes in each and every week and everybody who came in tonight. You know, to um, listen and hear and give and uh, give their shout, give, give their shouts in the chat room. Uh, some of the comments we had tonight. I wish some of y'all called in, press one, and verbally express it. But um, we had comments in the chat room. People shy away from love because you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable. Sex takes no vulnerability, just a little sweat and heavy breathing. Um, Two, society wants and gratification, which sex provides. Hmm, I feel that. And then she came back and said, um, being transparent frees up so much of your time and energy that is wasted trying to hold peace together, trying to make things fit that were never meant to fit. You will feel a physical benefit by letting go of the public perception, and you then don't have to worry about parceling out your energy because you can reclaim what you once wasted. Just my opinion. Uh, and this is the step. I would just have to amend a little bit of what she said. Not admit it, but honesty is the biggest step. That's the first virtue is honesty to myself and others at all times. You don't have to make confessions. Admitting is this big, big fashion thing. We're not uh, Tantra is not a Catholic science. 
you know, but you, it does require a level of authenticity. So um, I just wanted to add that, keep that in mind, but I definitely appreciate uh, Sasha for her comments and what she has contributed to the conversation tonight. And everyone that has tuned in for our, once again, very special broadcast tonight, uh, we won't be going on to an after party or anything like that. We're getting ready to bring the show to a conclusion. We're going to make some announcements. If anybody wanted to have any closing comments or how they felt tonight about the show, we have quite a few people in the audience. And you know, Mr. Yao, uh, Master Yao, how sometimes this happens. The subject is so profound, it seems like the one button gets up on their phone, and people just, you know, they, they don't hit one, they don't comment, they don't have anything to say, but the numbers continue to grow as far as people who are calling in and listening. So I definitely want to give a big shout out to the call from 252 760 806 Atlanta, 716-202-662-434. Oh, I see somebody calling in from Saturn, and uh, somebody calling in from Pluto. Big shout out to my terrestrial friends tonight. And uh, I do have someone raising their hand who would like to have a comment. So let me um, put my hands together. Somebody with the kahuna enough to make the statement tonight and say what he got to say. How you doing, sir? Excellent. Who's this? Uh, th- this is Mr. Magic Coffee, sir. AKA oh, Mr. Black how you Apple. be? How you be? How you be? <laughs> All is well, sir. All is well. <laughs> well, well I, I tell you, uh, you know, tonight I just want to just thank you once again for 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 your mentorship and and, and the knowledge that that you that you and Coach K give out to to us. Um, <clears throat> You know, some things that you were saying um, tonight just really hit home for me and resonated inside me um, just about 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 being, you know, about honesty and, and, and holding the secret of Contra inside of me when I'm in, when I'm involved in a relationship. Um, that, 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 that really hit home with me, like, oh, man, like, damn. Like, it's like I'm holding it for myself. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, it's something that, that I, I, I'm continuing to working on. Um, and and far, but learning to be my authentic self as well. So I just want to thank you so much for that, and just to let you know that, you know, that along with what you were talking about, Coach Kair, about the love, that that, that touched me very much this evening. So um, thank y'all, brother, so much for this. Thank you, thank you so much. That, that touches my heart. Oh yes, and you, you know, I, and, and and I know that a lot of times. Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, men, we, we like to hold in, you know, we, we like to hold in. We, we don't, we think that if, if we, you know, let another uh, older, uh, when our elders or when our, our, our peers, that's a male, know that something they said touches us, you know, we think that's sort of soft or whatever. But, you know, I'm letting y'all know that I'm, I'm letting you know from my, as a perspective, as a man, being a leader um, and being a bishop and knowing my, 
getting my gender roles together um, that, I, that I sincerely appreciate you brothers. And I love you all and, I pre- and for what you all do to help us out here, help us save ourselves. It's I'm, awesome, fi- I'm finding it surprising. Uh, I'm, I'm having a, su- a surprising number of brothers who are stepping up in the most auspicious way, especially in the level two class. The brothers are more outspoken than the females about stuff that's happened to them and what's going what's going on with them, and mm-hmm. and I'm talking about giving out very intimate details. Um, it, I you know, it's true that men in general outside of the tantra community are pretty shut down and closed off and don't want to talk about hardly anything you know that's real, but yeah. uh, that's not the case inside the tantra community. Men are definitely stepping up and talking more, at least uh in protected group group environments. So yeah. I'm really I'm really I'm half off to them saying, Whoa, that's great. Coach K I mean, same here. You know, just the uh, you know I think Mr Magic, you know, is a is a prime example of, you know, uh the call goes out to many but only a few end up, you know, and it takes backbone. So, you know, this is not for the weak at heart. You know, I mean, a lot of people, like I said, the myth is being buzzed wide by letting people know that this is not only for pleasure not only, and it's definitely not anything to play with or to consider um, 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 something just for the predators, you know, or something to make you a bigger player. This one is making, this one is moving you up to a whole nother level in the set of consciousness. And it's not limited to the quote-unquote conscious community, which I want to state for the record am not a part of. I'm a part of the radically cognizant community. Radically cognizant. Look those words up independently and put them together. Use my name beside the definition. I'm not down with the conscious community. That's cool. Been there, done that. But you cannot stay in third grade forever. You can't even be in 11th grade forever. So we've got to keep it moving. And definitely know exactly where the brother is coming from. Um, I also have another caller on the line. I don't want to take them. They um, raised their hand. Uh, Mr. Make It Happy, you know I love you, big bro. Appreciate that. Hey, no doubt, man. Love you too, man. Uh, caller from the two. That's a late ass sound effect. Caller from the two six seven seven four six. Microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you calling from, please? Hi, Tyler. Hi, Mr. Y'all. It's Jessica. From Philly. Yay! <laughs> it's awesome, baby. You know, Jessica gets all my. She gets all my. This is a dream come true. <laughs> what's up, what's up, Mama? How you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I was just listening in, and I called in earlier, but um, you guys didn't get to me. But I wanted to speak to the whole empath piece. Um, feeling other people and other people's energies. Um, I just want to say that prior to taking the course of Masayal, I always could feel things, but after taking the course, it's kind of like I feel with awareness now. So it's kind of opening me up to not only feeling it, but kind of assessing it. Like, where is this coming from? What am I feeling? Is this my stuff? Um so I guess after this, I kind of figure out what to do with it. What do I want to hold on to these things? Is this something that I want in my energy? 
Um, so it's just interesting the things that the Grand Tronquers can open you up to. Um, this is a, a a subject that we probably should do another show on, Coach K, because uh, especially with the men who have this ability, they get into a depressive state when they're feeling negativity from too many people because they feel that it's their negativity when it's not. And because they don't talk about it enough, then they don't know, they don't separate their own feelings generated by their own behavior and the feelings that they're picking up empathically. When they get into a group setting and start discussions, then they realize, oh, wow, you know, uh, I'm seeing the origin of this now. And so this is not my stuff. Therefore, I don't need to be saddened and depressed by it. And then they start to disconnect and move forward. Uh, With the women, they do talk more outside of class and outside of group settings. They do talk more with their friends about what they're feeling. And therefore, uh, there is some relief. But even so, many of them do not label or identify or define what they are accurately. They are empathic at some level, but they have not labeled it as such. Therefore, they do not treat what's happening properly. Um, in the class, we, we, don't, we have not in the past set out and identified empathic abilities. That's not the purpose of the class but I'm coming into contact with it so much that I'm contemplating changing that. Therefore, when when you have empathic abilities and they are lying dormant because we, ha- we have not really brought them online, and then you begin a class on Tantra and you raise your Kundalini somewhat and you bring these abilities online, then the next thing that happens is you find that your empathic abilities have increased that they become more prominent. And therefore, when you feel good things from a group or from the place where you work at or from your family, especially from people you live in the same house with, then, you know, if it's good stuff, you feel it higher, more intensely. It's amped up. And that's a good thing. And you're like, yay, it's like going to a game, uh, and you're up in the football field, you're, you're up in the stands, up in the stadium, and everybody's cheering because you guys are ahead, you know, 17 to 14. And, you know, they missed the last field goal attempt. So everybody's cheering, you know, and you're feeling really, really good. You're hugging the person and drinking your Coca-Cola or whatever. But when everybody's feeling bad, you're feeling even worse because, you're not disconnecting from the negativity that people are purging. So um, this is a subject that that needs more attention uh, because I think it applies to a lot more people than we thought. Anything else you'd like to share, Jessica? Um, I just want to say that, you know, I had an experience in the class where I was feeling very heavy 
and I disengaged from the group. I didn't want to be around anybody because I didn't want anybody to feel what I felt. But I had a, um, a session with Kel Phoenix, and she helped me clear the energy. So that was really great, and I'm very thankful for her. And then I also wanted to say that Sirius Brother is having another level two class for those of you who missed the first one in Newark on the 16th through the 18th. So, I mean, if you're interested in opening these things up and, you know, being a part of the Grand Trine group and learning a lot of things, you guys can come check him out on the 16th through the 18th. Yes, Sirius Brother is having, he's going to be hosting um, the Grand Trine Level 1 class uh, in the Newark area, dealing with the New York City, Newark, and uh, the middle of the New Jersey region. And uh, we have quite a few people coming from out of state to this particular class, I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be there uh, off and on. Uh, I'm not going to be there for the entire class. And uh, the primary instructor will be Sirius Brother. Um, you know, and I just want to say that, you know, as of, as of this point, Serious Brother is the only, you know, instructor that I recognize outside of myself to teach Grandtron. And, um, you know, so um, and I want—I just want to say that if, if somebody contacts you and, and it's not me or Serious Brother and they want to try to teach the Grandtron system, that's bogus. Um, anyway, um Yes, um, I'm glad you had the, uh, uh, that you were able to clear the energy. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, you know, with uh, with that ability, there is a heightened ability for you to be able to please men because you can kind of understand what they need and, you're, and, and, and that gives you the ability, a greater ability, to project energy to them that 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 fills the void where they're lacking. Mm-hmm. So and that's I don't what know, I experienced at the last class with a few of the men. Do I have your permission to speak on that? Sure. Okay. So in uh, in the level two class, uh, Kaya, one of the things that we're dealing with is breast projection. So in, in, in breast projection, the female projects out of her nipples. So you, you, the, the normal place when we project in the class is out of your right hand. And in some cases, we project out of the right hand when the person's on the table. And then we, we use the left hand as the receiver, or we, we don't use the left hand at all. So we're projecting from the right hand. Now, uh, there's several different ways it can be done. But basically, you're not touching the other person. And then the next level is that you're touching a particular acupuncture meridian. You're working with a particular meridian where you're starting at one point, completing it at the other. Then the other point is where you're touching the genital reflexology zones, and there are four of them. One is the feet, one is the hands, one is the genitals, and one is the head. So there there's different ways, and, I, and I'm just giving certain parts of it, but there are many different things that you can do. Now, uh, some of the most powerful projection uh, that we get into with the female is breast projection. 
Um, and as I, I, I don't have time because I, I'm getting a signal that I'm about to, uh, I'm going to have to shut this down. But um, the, 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 the female's most potent energetic uh, transmitter is not the vagina. It's not her head. It's not her hands. It's her breast. And uh, one of the primary, one of the first things that we teach females in terms of breast projection is to project out of the nipples into the man's heart. And this is such a powerful thing. When we were doing the exercise at the level two class, after we taught the women how to do the breast projection, I think there was a level of uh, disbelief. Uh, we don't teach it in level one because until you project with your hands, you don't believe that you can project it with anything else. It's a difference between making contact with a woman's breast where you're sucking the breast or you're caressing the breast, and, and that's very pleasurable. I can tell you right now, as a man who's, you know, as a lifelong admirer of the mammary glands, <laughs> That you know this is it's a great thing, but when you're when you're when you're able to project energy out of the nipples, that's a whole nother level of experience. So you know the males in the class, uh, the females started doing it. I think they started a little bit uh, hesitant, but once they got into the first actual exercise where they had finished learning and going and then they were actually doing it, the males in the class was just blown away. I mean, one person, one person was having such an intense experience, his teeth was chattering. Uh, one man just, he went, let's just say he went beyond the stage of arousal to a whole nother place of... Uh, uh, <laughs> He was. Let's just. I'll just. I can't. I can't give out too much information. But let's just say he went to a whole other place when it comes to orgasm. And and I myself, you know, was one of the men who agreed to be worked on. And I can say that uh, the ladies were. They not only learned the technique. They they really were showing that they had a lot of confidence in in that part of their body. Jessica being one of them, one of the, she was able to, you know, put at least three men into a major um, psychological purging where, I mean, <laughs> one guy had a, had an experience that, that was, that, let's just say it was life-changing, and he got up in the class and told about his experience and how it shifted something that was very negative for him, and it forced him into a healing so, uh, you know, Jessica was able to really, I mean, she wasn't the only woman doing the exercise, but I can tell you that she really, <laughs> she really knocked it out of the box. And, um, you know, when, you're, when you have the empathic ability, then it makes these types of exercises that much more powerful because your energy is able to connect with the other person. In a, in a more, in a, in a greater way. So I said all of that, and I'm going to have to wrap this up. But uh, Coach K, I'm getting the, the signal faster now, so I'm going to have to uh, 
uh, complete everything. So I hope, uh, I thank you for calling in, Jessica. Thank you for teaching me, Matthew. I appreciate you guys for letting me call in. And I'll be seeing you soon, Matthew. I'm sorry, say it again. This is a dream come true. I'll be seeing you soon. Okay, all right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, big brother. Thank you, Jessica. Um, Master Yao, also, I think it's very important what you said. I know you're getting ready to get off the phone, but with people recognizing official teachers of systems, you know, Sir Brother, Master Yao, those are the only people authorized to teach at this time level one of a Grand Trine program. So please make sure you get the authentic. Don't try it from a book or a DVD or somebody else saying they knew him five years ago. You know, stay tuned in to Zoom in. Um, one of Kyrie's contributions from listening some things in the level two class was people's need for more chi and more energy levels. So while I'm down here in Atlanta, I will be teaching a course and series of Tantra Qigong. And not only will prepare you for Master Yao's a grand trying class, but even um, vital um, energy levels in your own particular life. You know, enhancing stamina, enhancing a life energy, enhancing all types of things. That's really, that's really what I can say. I'm kind of going to be like, yeah, I'm not going to try to give away too much over the air. But if you're interested in getting your qigongs up, which is such a necessity, men and women, if you want to be doing table work, if you want to be doing table projections, please get in contact with me. The new number is 910-375-WELL. That's well as in wellness, 910-375-WELL. That's Coach K. I'm on Facebook, uh, Kair Love. Um, you can give me an email, Coach Kair at Gmail. I'm all over the place. I'm not hard to find. I'm on Twitter as well. Um, and while I'm down here in Atlanta, with the communities that are available, uh, me and Master Yao back in July had a big meet greet. A lot of uh, it was a very good attendance. Um, so, and there's also a much more open, I feel, community here in Atlanta to these type of teachings. But I have realized that if there were a lot of Qigong teachers, I wouldn't be getting asked as much, proposition as much to. Um, to say, well, can you refer me to a Qigong instructor down here? And a lot of Qigong instructors do not have backgrounds in Tantra as well. So I think that I'm bringing a lot of things to the table. And for those who are interested, there will be a schedule coming out. Um, in the next probably seven to ten days, I'm going to be down here a little over a month and we can really get some things done as far as the basics are concerned. There are some other things that I will be doing as well. So please send me a message on Facebook in the, in the Atlanta area or in the Georgia area, period. Within an hour, two-hour drive of Atlanta, I really think this will behoove you to um, get your Qigong levels up. So get up your energy levels or if you need to experience some properties and uh, results of emotional freedom technique and deal with it in a more comfortable way of releasing some of these past hurts, some of these past fears, some of these past anxieties. Please get in contact with if you need to get some background on emotional freedom technique and you don't want to call 
or you can't get to a phone, you can go on the internet right now to relaxationisthekey.com, which is my proud sponsor of this show, and go up under packages, I mean services looking, and you'll see um, a whole page dedicated to EFT and um, a great video I just found on EFT. I'm in the works of making one myself to explain it from my perspective, from my particular perspective. Um, it seems like lately I have been doing a lot of EF sessions with people all around the world. Um, just got off the phone the other day doing something with somebody in the UK. Um, I got already have a couple of people lined up here in Atlanta who have some real serious emotional blockages that they want to use to heal as they move forward the tantric path and in their own personal life. So please get in contact with me. Um, as usual, the Astral Harmony readings are still available or just the, um, the Destiny readings and your past life karmas through the sites of Cosmophysics and Astrology. Those are also available as well. Um, like some of the other tools that I've gathered in my particular walk uh, on this path. Um, I want to say big shouts out to Jessica and, you know, publicly how proud I am of her for watching her journey that she's been on for quite a while and her blossoming, you know, into a really powerful goddess-type queen. You know, there's a lot of people out here who say it and profess it, but they don't do the work necessary to, you know, uh, step their game up. So Jessica, I personally know she was a lot of young people think she was a sophomore in college, and now she's really coming of age and um, taking taking real strides to be serious about this art. And so I just wanted to let uh, let her know publicly that I'm really proud of her. It's awesome, baby. Jessica, you rock, Mom. Hello, Jessica? Yes? Yes, I said you rock. Oh, thank you. I didn't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. All right, love. Uh, um, Mr. Make It Happen, I appreciate you for tuning in to Zoom in. Thanks for holding it down the last two weeks for me while I've been um, getting some things straight on some other projects. Y'all make sure y'all... Uh, Tune in to Zoom in to sex, uh, Mr. Make It Happen Radio.com and go over to www.blackhealth.com as well as www.pinkhealth.com so you can stop being a limp Larry and also on the pink health side, you can get on that Niagara Falls and your draws as well. Mr. Make It Happen, you got any other shots that you want to do tonight before we get out of here? Oh, man, you know, I just want to shout out to the most high in the universe. As well as want to give shouts out to my mom and my daddy. Uh, shouts out to my daddy for the skeet. I appreciate him, uh, you know, uh, you know, giving the skeet so I so I could come through in this lifetime back. Make make stuff happen, man. Uh, not not only save myself but to help save others as well, man. So you know, big ups to you, Coach K, uh, Master Yao. Um, you know, say shouts out to uh, Sasha and everybody from Sasha Sanctuary, man, doing their thing, man. You know, what I'm saying everybody for DVP. Um, down in Atlanta, man. Everyone down there, man, who's um, really into the uh, lifestyle swingers um, groups, man. That's really educating and 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 and, and ha- ha- having all 
authentic, honest relationships with each other, man. It's a beautiful thing, man. Y'all keep doing your things, man. I'm so happy and grateful to be associated with you all. So. For sure, for sure. Big shouts out, uh, Sasha Sanctuary, uh, DP in Atlanta. Um, if you are in the Atlanta area, we will be celebrating tonight White Tiger's birthday celebration over at the Ultimate Bar Grill. They're already over there doing karaoke. Kaya is probably going to be a little late. We'll try to go over there, do a couple of Astro Harmony mini reads. Big shouts out to uh, just everybody over there in that group, man, down here in the A. It's a lot different down here than it is in Fayetteville, and I'm just looking forward to, you know, seeing what's happening, seeing what kind of connections and what kind of networking takes place and letting the most out unfold right in, uh, everything right in front of me in, in all, all in the right time. Well, what I'm going to do is leave you all tonight some good stuff. I don't even know how I'm going to take y'all a lot. And I think I may just take y'all a lot with just a little bit of old school. Appreciate everybody for tuning in to Zoom in. We'll see y'all Tuesday back on Symptometry Night. Wednesday is Illuminati Money. And Thursday, once again, is the Tower of Tantra, all at 8 o'clock. And this Sunday as well, please join us at the Academy of Cosmophysics. Bring your birthday and bring your pen and pad. Also, um, we have opened up the Astro Harmony room on Facebook. Just type in Astro Harmony. We got some things over there. Don't get into a relationship if you don't know his birthday. Stop worrying about how many uh, partners he had sex with before you got there. There's some galactical alignments that we can find out and give you some tools to use for him or her to see if you're going down that right avenue. So please go on over to Astro Harmony, a new Facebook Ask for membership. Let us know where you heard me from and how you heard about the group. And uh, we're going to holler at y'all next week. Peace.